Hello and welcome to another episode of The Aftermath. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Dylan, the one and only. Now, tell me something. Okay. What would you say is all you need? <laughs> I believe all you need is kill. That's correct. <laughs> so This is the topic of today's episode. Okay. So I guess... Don't talk about murder. <laughs> so for this... For this episode, we're, we're discussing the film. It's a Tom Cruise film called The Edge of Tomorrow. And you have told me in the past that this film had an alternate title yes. called All You Need Is Kill. Of course. Where did that come from? Or, or is it is it one it's of those? It's the, the Japanese title of what oh. I believe is the, uh, the manga that it's based on. I see. I think. Okay. I mean, I believe you. Title, but. Yeah. This is... Uh, have we watched another Tom Cruise movie? Uh, we watched Top Gun. Yeah, you're right. You're Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but before we get really deep into the weeds of this one, though, mm-hmm. one that I do want to watch, and I think I've talked about on the show occasionally, is Oblivion. Yes. Another Tom Cruise movie that I... Mm-hmm. I remember watching... Um, I don't think I was in the theater. I want to say I was either on DVD or something. I remember just watching it one time and like just falling in love with it. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie a lot. I stumbled on that one on uh, cable television oh. on one of the movie channels. What a bygone era. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but today we have the the lovely movie called Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, shit rocks. I tell you, this movie is so well made. I mean, obviously, it is like a Tom Cruise movie. So, I mean, very few, I, I'm going to wager, very few movies that he's in is not good. Yeah. Especially yeah, ones he's got that, a fair pedigree. that he kind of front runs. And I want to say that he, I don't think he was part of like the production side. I think he was just. Right, just an A-lister. But uh, regardless, this is a movie from, um, when did this, it was 2014, if you believe it. really? 2014, man. And for a movie that is, um, what would it be, eight years old? Just about, yeah. Man, (laughs) there are, (laughs) I cannot think of anything like CGI- Mm. Or, like, production-wise that uh, that I have any gripes about. Yeah. I, I guess the only thing that really gets to me, just, like, with a lot of film in general, is, like, shaky cam. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a good bit of it in the movie, but I don't feel like it takes away from the watch no. as a whole. I, I kind of like it in its, in its application here and there. It... it there was only one scene where I thought it was a bit much. Yeah. And it was under, like, whenever they're underground, or they're in, like, the kind of crazy scientist base mm-hmm. kind of thing, when, like, there's not a whole lot of action going on. Yeah. The shaky cam was, like, a bit r- aggressive whenever they were just talking. Right. But other than that, I think the rest of it feels like it's um, where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. in, like, battle sequences when it's, like, chaotic. And, like, I mean, I think it fits the, right. the vibe. But... Going back to what I was saying, this film, I mean, the monsters, mm-hmm. the um, I, I think it's it's another it's a, it's one of those scenarios. I, I'm I may be going out on a limb here. Uh-huh. People may 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 not like this, but it's uh, very much akin to why I think the first Jurassic Park is so good. Oh, really? Because of the the way the CGI in Jurassic Park is done, at least from what I've heard from professionals, is it's the atmosphere around the CGI, which kind of hides its crimes. So instead of it being like in broad daylight in clear weather, where like you can probably like um, nitpick on some of the, the like scrutinize some of the details. Right. Um, the the big scene I'm talking about with the T Rex that always looks so good mm-hmm. and it matches so well oh, is yeah. because it's like it's dark 
It's raining. It's raining. He's he's big and imposing, and it, and like it just it frames it just right to where like um, there's a lot of things that go right. It, it looks good. Right. This movie, I think, does that for the big bad, mm-hmm. or not just the big bad, just the the monster in question. Yeah. The monster's fast. The monster is already um, sort of amorphous. It, yeah, kind of like a tentacly mass, mass yeah so it already feels a little chaotic and quick right they kind of whenever you first see them they're like burrowing in the sand and so there's like there's a lot of action going on so like right. it kind of hides its crimes if there is any really mm-hmm. uh with like practical effects of like sand being kicked around and stuff right. And even even whenever it gets to like later in the film, when we get to like the alphas and stuff, mm-hmm. and you get to see some really good shots of it, it's like in <laughs> in a dark room, yeah. or it's like kind of gloomy, and it just makes it feel like this like blue gr- glowing monster is like um, it just fits the atmosphere really well. And yeah. so that's I just I realized that every time we kind of came back to it, um, as opposed to some other films where CGI has done a little too much. Mm-hmm. I think this was a really great touch. Oh, yeah. I think it did a really great job. Not bad at all. Especially for like a big bad that's like an alien creature. Yeah, I, mean, I love that they're called mimics. Mimics, yeah. I wonder, do they they go into detail about that? As to they why? don't. They don't explain why they're given that name. Hmm. You can only assume they are able to mimic things in some way. I guess. So you're saying this is based off of a book? Based off of a, a manga. A manga, okay. Yeah. I see. <laughs> there is a couple of really, like, really big name actors in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, besides Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise, obviously, we got Mr. Bill Paxton. What a mm-hmm. what a guy. I oh, mean, yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be a good alien movie without, <laughs> without uh, Mr. Bill Paxton. Of course. Rest in peace, man. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's... It just I as I saw him again and he was like a sergeant in the military, <laughs> it made me think of alien yeah. or aliens. Sorry, um, and he's there. I was like, oh man, surprisingly well put together. I love it as opposed to his usual game over. Yeah, game over, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was uh in this in this movie he's like uh, all you need is kill, dude. Mm-hmm. That's very great. Really, uh, really hammers home the fact that they have sharp sticks. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, just to give a basic premise of this, um, uh, uh, a major in the army. It says here he's a lieutenant colonel, so I guess that's probably at the end of the movie is when he gets that that title. Maybe. So, anyways, he's a major. I think at the, at the top of the movie, mm-hmm. and basically he gets put on the front lines. He's no longer just like a spokesperson right tries to go a wall ends doesn't up getting work, doesn't obviously. work um ends up getting into the fight which i mean we'll get into the mech suits in a second because like the yeah. the power suits yeah. are really cool um uh but after he he basically almost dies he gets a claymore and holds out in front of him and he gets attacked by an alpha mm-hmm. and a very special type of right mark. blue goop gets on him and it like like burns him mm-hmm. like like acid right and then of course all of a sudden he wakes up he's in he's in yeah. <laughs> he gets locked in mm-hmm. um and that's exactly what what happens it is now every time he dies it resets the day yep because that's how the mimics work mm-hmm. there's like this core this um queen bee if you will that is able to control time right and if any of the alphas die it's able to like reset the day yeah to just uh, loads a quick save uh, it, it, it literally it just quick loads right. from the previous time when it dies mm-hmm. and then of course it can you know figure out where it went wrong from there which yeah. is why this alien species is like doing a really good job at kicking our tails because oh, yeah. it's always one step ahead mm-hmm. Um, which is a cool premise and also terrifying. Yeah, it's already taken over most of Europe. Yeah, and it's just working its way. Mm-hmm. I think it landed somewhere in France and just like wiped out France. Oh yeah, no, no big deal. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, so it, um, it is, it says based on a book, all you need is kill a novel by <laughs> Hiroshi Sakurazaka. Um, is a Japanese science fiction light novel with illustrations. This book was published in Japanese under their Super Dash imprint in 2004. Damn. Wow. That's so cool. Ten years after. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a fucking gold mine they've got over there. Just, oh man, of just really good premises. Right. Yeah. Lest we forget mm. the all of them. The all of them. <laughs> we have watched. That we are sure to have mentioned on we at have least every watched, episode. We have watched very many. Oh, big yawn. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, we're, we're extra late tonight. Yep. I, I did not we're mean really for, feeling yeah, it. We're really feeling it this time. Um, we have watched on this podcast numerous things for, I'm sorry, from uh, like Japanese culture oh, that yeah. are just beautiful mm-hmm. and terrifying, of course, and cool all at the same time. Really, <laughs> yeah, really, really cool. Fucking cool. Um, first thing that comes to mind is Jinro. Mm-hmm. Super cool. The what Wolf a, Brigade. What a crazy premise. Terrifying. Yeah. In in its own way. But regardless, back to this movie. I loved how I loved the progression of this movie. Mm-hmm. I know I probably have said that no, numerous times. For those of you out here who have watched this show, or sorry, really listen like to the show, how the movie go. I really like the timeline of this movie. Yeah, I just I love the I love how it progresses. Mm-hmm. It it has it feels like it's the perfect plot for like a three act film. Like there is a clear like act one. Mm-hmm. Like the development of what's going on, right. Act Two, like, um, <laughs> the meat. Uh, basically, um, uh, what is it called? Well, like a sequence of like, um, like when someone's like training, like the and getting montage. better. A montage. It's like <laughs> right. Act Two, the montage, mm-hmm. and then it's like Act Three, the climax of the film. Right. It's like there's like these, but but the thing it, it like the the gradient like the smooth transition from each one is really nice because it feels like we're on like a path here right. and it's done it's really very well. snappy i love it and i think it's very unintentionally funny at moments yes. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> bits of the film are his deaths yeah he's just getting his ass <laughs> for a hot minute and just trying all sorts of yeah. different shit until something works yeah and it, but at the same time of it being kind of goofy because he's just getting ran over by a truck or right. Pushing getting some dude out of the way. Right. Get crushed by a helicopter. Exactly. He's also, like, in that moment, after he gets better, he's, like, also doing cool shit, too. Right. Or he's, like, anticipating where enemies are going to be. It's all just muscle memory. And so, but, then, but then, of course... <laughs> but when it isn't is when it gets funny. And it's crazy. I love it. Mm-hmm. But, um... Man, I... I don't even know where to begin. Who's your favorite character? Um, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> Let me see here. Let me go ahead and get a good. Let's cast get the list, list. of Let's characters. List. <laughs> what do we got here? <laughs> one, I forgot one of the soldiers was just named Cunts. Wait, what? Luke. Luke oh C-U-N-T-Z. yeah. Oh, he, the guy who doesn't talk very well, much. It, yeah. Wow. Crazy looking dude. I kind of liked um, the general. Yeah. Brigham. Mm-hmm. Very just matter Mad of fact. Eye moody. I do like Master Sergeant. Was it Finn, Finley? Uh, Farrell. Farrell, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Paxton's character. What a great character. <laughs> I think Kimmel was my favorite. The big dude. Oh, yeah. The guy who uh, just wears a jock strap and that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> in his... Uh, in his suit, yeah. Gosh, what hilarious! A, what a guy. Teddy bear strapped to his chest plate. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I the <laughs> when it comes to um like the action in this movie, mm-hmm. it delivers. Man, oh, yeah. there are so many great moments because, especially because of the premise, 
where we keep like resetting the day and he, he is trying to like find the like the correct path. Mm-hmm. I love that I love the action. I love that it, it um there's always something like mm-hmm. like moving towards in, in some way. Right. But the part that hurts is um kind of like past the halfway point in the film whenever they're in the like farm shed mm-hmm. and he is with um Rita it's <laughs> it, it's like it's hard mm-hmm. um how do you put that into proper words how do you convey these motions into words um eloquently eloquent yes hopefully instead of (laughs) mumbling around (laughs) uh, there's a moment when um they're okay they're beach there are a handful of moments in the film where the montage stops and it feels like this is as far as he's gotten Mm -hmm. and then something happens and of course then he has to get killed then then reset it we kind of get some more montages to kind of build up to this moment Mm -hmm. and then it feels like this is as far as he's gotten, right. and, the and, farthest. and that's and that's the right, and and that's the kind of that's the payoff that we get as the movie progresses in this kind of like middle section, is like there is this build up to where you're like I'm pretty sure he is he is he's got it locked down right. up until here. This is the current right, and there's a moment like that where it feels like we're at the current moment, um, but then it kind of subverts you after all this cool action, all this like crazy stuff going on. Um, we're in this barnyard, like I said before, and the part that's hard is that, um, he kind of shows his hand a little bit. Right. By, um. Rita got hit. He's patching her up. Right. And some coffee. Exactly. he found. Right, right, right. And then he. Knows how she likes her coffee, like. Yeah, down to a T. Yeah. He was going to get her two sugars. And then he's like, oh, no, wait, you like three. Right. And so it's like, he's, it's that little thing. And then she, that's when she gets yeah, tipped she off. picks up on it. Because, and oh, again, if we haven't already mentioned, she had the powers previously, for those of you who may not know. Mm. And then, of course, has lost them because of. Um, she wasn't killed right, right away. She had lost blood and then, of course, had it transfused. So then that's kind of how the. Lost the magic. Right. Lost the magic touch. Um, so needless to say. Uh, it's almost like a tell, like a like a tell sign. Right. And the the hard the the emotion that I'm talking about that's hard to for me to put eloquently into words, and I'm going to try to right now, uh-huh. is this sensation. Um, you can kind of tell he's falling in love with her in a way, or yeah. or just he is fond of her in some right. capacity. Maybe not falling in love is probably a strong word, but is liking her companionship. Mm. And this is the part where, um. She gets pissed off, justifiably in some way. It's like you're wasting time. What's going on? Because again, at this point, this, the, for her, this is the current moment. Right. There is no other repeats. Mm-hmm. Like for so for her, it's like, how many times have we been here? How many times have we done this? Yeah. And then, <laughs> he well, I, he never it, answers her. Right. But 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 what he does say is like, I can fly that because she's like, you can fly, and he's like, no. Well, <laughs> yes, I'm not he good. Already at, has the keys on. I'm him. I'm not good at landing or whatever, and she's like cut the bullshit where's the keys right. at is basically and of course he has the keys in his pocket um and uh, and he hands them uh to her and then this is where this is that moment that i'm talking about oh. he's he just tells her no matter what i do you don't make it past this point right the helicopter no matter, is where you die no matter how many times we try this is as far as we can get mm-hmm. and it's like oh that that yeah. it's hard to describe it's hard for me just right now to describe right, at that, that point that, he's just putting off the inevitable uh, right and it's like i know we have to get there but the problem is like i want you there with me mm-hmm. like you're like you're you're a friend you're a companion now and i don't i don't want you to it's it's it feels just like in a, in a video game right. where it's like no matter how hard i try this companion <laughs> of mine always dies right here yeah. and no matter how hard i try i can't do it mm-hmm. i'm just not good enough to get there and man it's just Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then they have this moment. She ends up dying in the in a helicopter crash just as as though he had said. Mm-hmm. She finally becomes a little bit more vulnerable to him in that moment. And then gives him he, a real middle name. Right. He uh 
he tries to go back to her and then is like, you know what? Oh, a, a really raw line that he says before that is, um, there's just sometimes that I wish I never met you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I man, wish I didn't know you. I wish I didn't I know you, but I do. And it's like, mm. oh, that's so good. Yeah. And so he goes there, like, just like almost like it's clockwork at this point. He goes there to meet, just like he has so many times before. But then he stops and goes, sorry, sorry to bother you. you. Didn't mean to. Walks and then away. walks away. And Tries then, of course, to do it himself. And then on a solo mission, <laughs> it gets there. And I mean, it just and, ignores everything else. Oh, and it's so raw because in this moment, like, he's. Like you can see, Tom Cruise obviously is a very phenomenal actor, right. and shows it, like personifies this. Like mm. I have, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I have died so many times to get to this right. one moment. There is one thing I have to do, uh-huh. and it's to get there. Yep. And so there's this same moment whenever in the beginning of the movie he's strapped into that like um this machinery like the this exosuit. Uh, this exosuit, and he doesn't know where the safety is, and he's fumbling around, and he's like right. kind of nervous and finicky. Uh, because Not again, a clue of what to do. Because he's like a spokesperson right. that is now on the front lines. So like mm-hmm. he is justifiably um, in shambles. Right. This is the moment where it's that same exact scene where one of his teammates is getting him strapped in or whatever. And he's, uh, he's like, are you, are we, I think he says, are we ready to go or something like that? And right. he looks at him and he's like, uh, I need three extra clips of ammo, an yes. extra battery, and eight grenades. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Like, but he <laughs> says, goes, with, are you, are you, "Have you been yeah. drinking? Have you been drinking?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but like, it's because it, he says it with such a sternness mm. of like, "I need three more, three more uh, magazines of five, five, six, eight grenades, and an extra battery." Right. Like it's just no big deal. Yeah, but it says it like, like as if he's commanding him right. to do it. And the guy's like, "Have you been drinking?" And he's like. <laughs> Oh, I think he just says, like, get it, get it. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, man. Uh, yeah, anyways, it's just crazy how, right. um, but anyways, he ends up, like, figuring out where the big bad is, and then, um, man, that final sequence. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> it's just, it's such a good. You don't, you don't want to talk about the fake out at what the dam? Mean? Oh, where, what where do you he think? he thought it was at first? Yes. Yeah. He basically gets to the dam where he thought it was. And again, just like in, uh, Ver, what is it? Versailles? No. Verdun. Verdun. It, it was just like in Verdun with. It's a trap. It's a trap. You've been subverted. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never there to begin with. <laughs> right. Of course. So he gets there and he's like, ah, well shit. Um, almost loses a lot of blood there, oh, yeah. but, but ends up dying before. I think he dry, drowns or something. Yeah. Um, wakes back up and is like, We've been duped. <laughs> we gotta yeah. go back. Um, so yeah, I just I, I, a mimic does as a mimic would do. Yes, and bamboozles and bamboozles. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's just it, it's so fun. Um, this this kind of premise of yeah. um, I, I and I've said this on the podcast as well. I don't like time travel. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it gets really sticky. Yeah. And once you get involved in it, you get real sticky and then it gets really messy. And then you're just like, ah, it's hard to keep up time loops. However, but, and that, but are much I'm, easier to work with. I'm okay with. And the idea of this is super cool. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Perfectly executed. I love the idea of having this like hive mind pseudo uh, uh, race of virus right 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 that if one of them is to die the it resets with that one retaining memory yeah. what but a then, fucking overpowered ability i right? mean seriously you want to talk about a fail safe yeah that's like some <laughs> it's like some uh some killer queen type shit from jojo's bizarre adventure oh i have no idea like, what that means but no, i believe that's you. okay i'm all explain. <laughs> let me elaborate so killer queen okay a stand used by a serial killer in part four Oh God! Everything the stand touches turns into a bomb. That can I be think detonated. you told me about yes, this. Yes. yes. Whenever and however the dude wants. Okay. So later on in the part, like near the end, he unlocks this ability by getting pierced with the stand arrow. Okay. It turns a stand into a requiem stand, which makes it even more overpowered. Oh God! By giving it uh, an ability called bites the dust. Okay. 
Now, what this ability does does it does another one bite the dust? Uh, dude, several, several, other ones. several, several <laughs> another ones bites those dusts, <laughs> and oh my god, it's such a cool ability. So the way it works is he has taken the identity of this man that he has killed. I think okay. his name was like Kosaku Kawajiri. And as he's like trying to in like insert himself into this family life that he's unwittingly inherited. Okay. He's got a wife and a kid now. All right. So what he's done is that he has binded Bites the Dust to this guy's kid. Oh no. And anybody who comes into contact with this kid that finds out his identity will explode and die. And that day what? will be reset. But they will still die. Oh, oh so at, that so that stays the, point, the same. Yes. At the point of time that they die initially, they will die again. But just stay ra- Just randomly? Yes. Not, like, not, not at random, just at the time oh, that I'm, they... Okay, okay yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, just like random causes. Right. So like... No, no, like, no, no, no. They'll just explode. Oh, just well, explode well, well. Out of so nowhere. let's say it happens at 5 p.m. on a Friday, and of course it gets reset. We're all just like chilling around at right. dinner. They time. could be doing anything else. But 5 p.m. hits all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> oh my on. god! Holy See shit! See you later. <laughs> it's incredible. That's terrifying. It's something I wish I could have come up with. That is uh, bizarre, if it, you will. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just the the more. I think about the premise of all this and, and well, like when watching it through, I've watched this in the theater when it came out initially mm-hmm. and I, I loved it. Blown then. away. Blown away. Um, but seeing this again, blowed up, blowed up again. <laughs> this was, uh, it, was it was so, it's just a cool it's action a movie. It's a good action mm-hmm. movie. I think it's really cool. Oh yeah. Um, definitely worth a watch or several. Yeah. Um, I also love that it has this kind of like this, uh, it's like if Groundhog Day was an action movie in some way, it's really cool. Um, I just am also (laughs) imagining if instead of going back into the burrow, the groundhog just kills everything in sight. Love it. I just, it also makes me think if, if this is some like perfect evolution, like what if, like, like they were saying like, this is like a, this virus if you will mm-hmm. has been like perfectly evolved to like uh just to conquer to, just to conquer a, a planet in some capacity mm-hmm. um especially once someone attacks it once right. it once it's there unless like the local wildlife isn't able to attack it nothing mm-hmm. really happens but once it attacks those when things like kind of right. start to spur the game starts yes the game starts the game is afoot right. and i just made, it made me think about like you know t- thinking of thinking of like perfect evolution and stuff mm-hmm. it's like what if the xenomorphs just had the ability to just like reset oh, the day God, or whatever already <laughs> yeah. the perfect organism i know just could, you know really take over and conquer yeah xenomimics <laughs> oh god <laughs> jeez <laughs> um yeah so anyways. That'd be some shit. That'd be some terrifying stuff. Mm-hmm. Man. Could you describe this f- film in three words? Oh, dude. Three words. Hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> All, okay. I, can, I, can I give you mine? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Shoulder mounted weapons. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all it is. That's all you need. I mean, I'm telling you, once the oh, the shoulder-mounted weapons on the the suits are like super cool. Yeah, I love the fact that there's. It's just like it is on the right hand, the right arm, I should say, mm-hmm. is a rifle. Yeah, um, I love it's it. just like fixed and like to a mount. That's <laughs> another thing I like too is forearm-mounted weaponry. Right, like, it, it makes so much sense for whenever you leave the exosuit. Mm-hmm. Like whenever his exosuit, the first time they go to the farm, is like running out of power, and he gets out of it and just like unsheaths the rifle. Yeah, out. it's like oh, so cool. It's like it's um, ease of access, function. That's it's really um, impeccably designed. Yes, function and fashion. I'm gonna go with um, <laughs> beaches of Normandy. <laughs> I feel bad. By, uh, I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. sharply executed swordplay. Ah, yes, beautiful. 
They got a fucking Buster Sword in they this did. movie. They did. But, I mean, and, and of all movies, they could probably pull it off. The one where you have exosuits to, like, enhance your strength right. in some way. Beautiful. It works. It works. Okay, so can we tiptoe into some fun facts here for a second? Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, The suits were based heavily on real designs. Yes. Many science fiction movies are guilty of going totally overboard on the fiction aspect mm. of things. Um, but it says, for the most part, a lot of what went into Edge of Tomorrow was pretty well thought out. Take, for example, the famous battle suits that they had. Uh, which were made, which made the action sequence uh, sequences more thrilling. Mm-hmm. Um, um, was it a name? No, nah, I thought that thought that it was. Basically, oh, okay. the director <laughs> saying that we looked at what DARPA is currently building and envisioned. <laughs> if <laughs> if we had were five I bet years, you as soon as they saw this movie, yeah, they yeah. were like, "Well, we got to well, we toss that it. shit in the can now." Ba- everyone knows. Basically, says, um, "Seeing what DARPA is currently building and envisioned, if we were five years into a war and everything else just stopped, um, and <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and the best minds in the world were manufacturing the prowess focused on building these suits mm-hmm. uh, and armor." How about that military uh, yeah. industrial complex, eh, folks? Those of you who don't know, DARPA stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, mm-hmm. and the organization really is starting is really starting to build powered armor. Do you want to know how I found out about DARPA? How's that? Metal Gear? No way! <laughs> yes. Oh dude. God! Do you know, please, how many real life thingies are featured in Metal Gear? I don't even want to know. No, you will. Okay. You will. Let me tell you that okay, right now. Well, okay, let's go. <laughs> anyway, nano machines. machines. Yeah, n- fucking nano machines. Nano machines. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, what about Metal Gears? Rising is a, a bit detached from that. Oh, I see. Okay. Way into the, like, the fiction end, as the, uh, as the facts of fun had mentioned. As no one is surprised, Tom Cruise did all his own stunts. Oh, of course. Even more impressively, Cruise did all his own stunts while being uh, encased in a heavy exosuit <laughs> for the entire film. Yep. <laughs> most of it. Yeah. Um, in a few, in most of the shots you can tell like what's practical and what's CG. Right. But man, it still looks good. Yeah. Um, it says that uh, while many people correctly guessed that Emily Blunt was actually pregnant during some of the scenes in Edge of Tomorrow, oh. this uh, wasn't actually confirmed until the actress admitted it during an interview. Damn. Uh, she had returned to set to finish up reshoots, at which point she knew that she was pregnant. Uh, this was apparently the reason she used a stunt double for those shots instead. Oh, okay. Which is... Um, um, Completely excusable. Yeah. Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh, um, so, yeah. It says that Emily uh, Blunt crashed a van and endangered Tom Cruise, apparently, at one point. <laughs> it says that we've heard um, some pretty wild stories from behind the scenes. Um, uh, shockingly, an accident happened when Emily Blunt was driving a van with Tom Cruise as the passenger in oh that, 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 that dreaded sequence with the, <laughs> with the wagon, I think, yeah. behind it. Uh, the crew needed a shot where the van was shaking, so they told uh, Emily um, to take a hard right, right like a hard right-hand uh-huh. turn, and then after uh, gathering up some speed, uh, <laughs> says, however, uh, Blunt totally lost control, <laughs> oh slamming the van God. into a tree. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Um <laughs> She found the incident uh, extremely horrifying because uh, it could have uh, actually it could have um, killed Tom apparently. Oh yeah. Um, but both actors ended up laughing uncontrollably after the accident <laughs> when they were both okay. Um, Emily Blunt originally told uh, uh, told this story in an interview. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> It's one of those moments where, like, I really could have killed you, man. But, of course, right. now we're all here. We're fine. Let's That's just laugh like a, about it. a near-death experience to really add some uh, levity to the yeah, situation. Yeah. 
Um, here's a little quick one. It said that Brad Pitt was actually considered for Cruz's role initially. Really? Yeah, so that's a little fun tidbit. Um, it said that Brad Pitt turned down the role uh, that ended up being Tom Cruise's. Um, because uh, he didn't feel like it. <laughs> Basically, I think he he possibly passed it up to go work on World War Z. Ooh, yeah. So that's a oh god scary, but yeah. So I think that's happened on the same time frame. So previous yep. engagement. Um, it said that uh, those armor suits weren't made of cheap plastic or styrofoam. Really, they were the real deal to the point where they could probably be functional given a few more years of development. What? Um, as soon as... Uh, Dude, as soon fucking as, prototypes. As soon as Emily Blunt put the suit on, uh, she realized that um, that it was not... <laughs> it, it was it was much more, than, more just, than a prop than just cheap film props. Yeah. Um, to put it into perspective, that those, must have felt so cool. Well, it, well, here you go. It says that to put it into perspective, the suits were about eighty five pounds each. Oh my god! Um, the realization that she would have to wear this suit for months emotionally crushed Emily mm. Blunt. Uh, when she was trapped in it for the first time, she sought comfort in her co-star Cruz, uh, <laughs> who awkwardly tried to comfort her, but it didn't end up working out very well. Um, so it was apparently a lot to take in. That's amazing. Um, Dude, that's like a dream. Yeah, I mean, a dream of yours that I could only ever yeah. hope to have fulfilled before I die. I mean, hey, we can <laughs> we can probably work some out here. Ugh. Uh, like most novels turned into movies, some details make it into the final script, while others don't. Mm-hmm. Fans of the book might notice uh, a little signs and homage uh, here and there, and one of those details is the name of the lead character himself, Cage. In the novel, Cage is actually a Japanese man who finds himself in America during the alien invasion. Oh, wow. His name is uh, Keiji. Hmm. Um but all the Americans uh, just simply call him Cage <laughs> uh, oh, due funny. to the mispronunciation of his <laughs> um, Japanese name. That's cool. Obviously, uh, Tom Cruise is not Japanese, so they just changed his name uh, and considered that as the result. So Let's just kind of fun, make you know? him actually American. <laughs> uh, it says that uh, the titles confuse the audience. Uh, one of the things that people... I, I don't see anything will, very confusing uh, about, oh, you need this kid. I don't well. Um, I mean, it's in the title. Uh, one thing that people will probably remember about this film is the fact that the title was a little confusing. Most of our, most of us weren't really sure what this film uh, was actually called. <laughs> the slogan for the movie uh, ended up being a live uh, die a, repeat. Ended up being a larger font than the actual title in some yeah. cases. You can and see it on the case. It's like behind the title. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Um, in most posters and billboards, both the slogan and the film's title were roughly equal in size. Um, the uh, This probably hurt the movie's success. Bit of an oversight. Um, at least mildly. Uh, and marketing decisions like this probably um, – contributed to a relatively poor box office performance in America initially. Uh, the original title of the novel, 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 <laughs> a novel, <The> novel. <laughs> was All You Need Is Kill, as we've said so far. Mm-hmm. And according to an interview with um, whoever, uh, Blunt uh, actually preferred this title, <laughs> saying nice. that... Uh, a woman of that, culture. Yeah, that's a bummer that it isn't that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I gotta say, I loved it. I thought uh, it was more iconic um, and uh, totally more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. It would have come up more in conversation. People would have been like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Why is it called that? Yeah. That would have upped its publicity, I feel. Right. One of the key takeaways from the first film is that the ending is a little open-ended. Okay. A bit, yeah. Uh, While the aliens were seemingly defeated, we didn't quite 
get a stereotypical happily ever after mm-hmm. that so many have. Oh, while in an interview, it also oh, lost my spot. Oh, uh, that's right. If you haven't heard the news, Edge of Tomorrow is reportedly getting a follow-up movie. <sighs> oh God. Oh. Um, and the sequel uh, will seemingly explain the ending of this first film. Uh, this is based on a slightly cryptic tweet by the screenwriter of the film, which reads simply, The end of Edge. I will finally make complete sense. <laughs> well, when, I, was, I when did he tweet that? I have no idea. Oh, God. If uh, it's there's, recent, I'm excited. There's no release I can't wait but, to yeah. see the end of Edge. The end of the Edge of tomorrow. <laughs> that will never come. The soul of the blood of the <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shit of the, the book <laughs> that you thought was part. Yeah. Um, another detail from the book that made it into the final screenplay is Rita using a melee weapon in the yes. novel and the manga. Uh, it is a uh, massive. Uh, technologically advanced battle axe buster sword um but in the movie it is a large sword yes um this is pretty much exactly the same mm-hmm. um and it's one of the details uh, is very essential to her character why is she the only one carrying a melee weapon out of all the soldiers the only one cool the enough question might not one. be answered in the film but it is addressed in the novel and the original story Rita carries this melee weapon because she is she consistently runs out of ammo <laughs> throughout uh, all the times uh, she resets uh, using a melee weapon was a key adaptation a key ad- adaptation uh, she made That's to funny. her fighting style after resetting hundreds of times. So, damn, she got good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's cool, kind of cool. Um. An alternate ending was filmed where the humans lose. Oh, God. Um, another ending was considered to be involved, much darker fate where the human race does not make it, and the ending involves human soldiers accidentally eliminating an alpha during the final battle, oh, no. despite being warned by Cage not to do so. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, the day is reset once again. Uh and the movie ends with the audience knowing that the aliens will have the upper hand uh, during the final battle. Ugh. The implication is that the humans will fail. Damn, dude. Jeez. That sucks. It says that uh, Cage uh, may have done it more, but in the movie, Cage resets the day 26 times <laughs> um, that we know of it, uh, right. in there. So it's hard to believe that in the movie, which centers around... Uh, the whole resetting concept, it only happens 26 times. <laughs> but I think it's insinuated that it does it more. But right. You know. We'll never know the exact amount. Um, yeah. This book is inspired by video games. Really? Yeah. I never would have guessed. <laughs> um, it said that gamers might have found the movie particularly enjoyable after all. Um, they were... Some pretty sweet elements. Um, Why did this seemed, get a game? Uh, well, it said they seemed like they were taken straight out of some of your favorite levels of Halo and yeah. Gears of War. A bit, yeah. According to <laughs> an article somewhere, uh, this was no coincidence. Apparently the author um, of the original novel got an idea for a story by playing some video games and consistently losing his life and having to reset or respawn. Isn't that great? Yep. It <laughs> says uh, he, uh, you know, one of the most well-known science fiction writers of Japan, uh, Hiroshi Sakurazaka, mm-hmm. um, uh, is a really cool concept and um, and one that all games can relate to. After all, uh, the only way that you can beat a video game is to play it again and again until you have learned the level. Right. Uh, this is essentially what Tom Cruise does in the entire film. So that Damn. is very true. Um, Pretty neato. 
it says that the movie was released on the anniversary of D-Day, which is oh, crazy. Wow. Uh, you might not have realized, but the <laughs> film was released on the anniversary of the major world event. History buffs will know that June 6, 2014 was the uh, was the 70th anniversary of D-Day. Man. And that is when Edge of Tomorrow hit theaters. It is not a coincidence and a lot of reviewers noted that they that many action scenes were similar to the D-Day landing, which is why I mm-hmm. made the joke because it's it, so. It very much feels like that. <laughs> Instead of U-boats, they have U-cruisers. Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> if you see that one of those things in the background, it's huge and has its own cannons. It's crazy. Um. <laughs> uh, there's uh, supposedly it says that um, a lot of the impacts that um, Tom Cruise goes through in the film was some inspiration from Wile E. Coyote. <laughs> you know, all the, the kind of comedic parts we were talking about where mm-hmm. he gets, you know, his shit rocked by right. different things. Um, speaking about one ridiculous scream, he added uh, on a reset scene, Cruise <laughs> continued. Uh, I think... It sets the tone for the film. Uh, it is horrible, but it is also funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, the idea of killing yourself just to reset the day <laughs> right. terrifying. Um, says it was filmed in the same place that Harry Potter was filmed as well. It's really? crazy. For a while, a Harry Potter tour was available, which led the tourists through areas nearby um which was uh busy with edge of tomorrow set design pieces oh that's cool yeah okay well that's yeah. basically there's some more i kind of skipped around a little bit gotten hit some of the big ones yeah but, man. it's all right it's late i love it i know, <laughs> I, know, I, know i'm just i i'm I, wow there's so many fun things about this film mm-hmm. one of the greats i mean i'm talking i'm telling about the the fact that you have like the the suits being like eighty pounds and being yeah, very that practical alone. and stuff is it's so cool. So it's the coolest. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I need and, to see if they have any of those for sale. I mean, I doubt it. <laughs> Maybe it's like they were saying it was very much uh, a prototype. Prototype for for what is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's currently available. So, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, One of these days. I'll get you, I promise. (laughs) Well, what a fun time. Mm -hmm. I I really am glad you picked that movie. Yeah. I saw the first... The first few seconds of this movie, and I was like, I know, I know this <laughs> opening it was sequence. District Nine at first, uh, yeah, um, because it, I, I think District Nine opens very similarly. Yeah, not with the meteor though, but it opens up with like rampant news reports, right? And then about of course the current event, that's yeah. Happening. And then there's a ship that's hovering over this African town. Is that right? I think, or yeah, something like that. So. And then it's like, oh no, whoa, right? Um, oh, I think it's South African because I think he's he's South African. Oh, yeah, I, guess yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what anyways sorry um yeah so i i just the the it popped off real quick <laughs> right at the top and i was like that district nine and you're like yeah. no and i was like ah shit <laughs> and then and then i saw tom cruise and i was like no way right. i can't believe you did this you know you want to know what i was considering for this episode what's that gamera no way mm-hmm. and you know what keeps stopping me what's that I keep thinking about what the movie's like and how I remember like uh like how flipping crazy it is. Yeah. And I think, oh man, he's he's not ready for that just yet. But then I remember like, oh he's watched fucking Godzilla films <laughs> with me for like the past couple of years. Yeah. But then I think, ah no, he's not ready for it. So <laughs> be uh be on the lookout for that one. I just need to know on a sliding scale adjusting my expectations are we talking final wars are we talking it's it's like a very gritty gory 
version Whoa. of Final Wars. It's got less camp. Oh, gosh. While still having camp. Right, right, right. Yeah, having its own camp. <laughs> right. But it's not pleasant. It's, yeah, it's just kind of it's weird. Okay. But it's still cool. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. I love Gamera. Big-ass flying turtle. Uh, Gamera is... The next big, like, kaiju. Right, he's not... Than Godzilla. He's separate from Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a different company. Yeah. Does all that. Okay, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. But... But what about Ultraman though? <laughs> Ultra, dude. Fu- okay. <laughs> yeah. So, he got he got him a collection. Thanks to here. my perks at Best Buy. Yes. I was able to pick up the first three uh, series in the Ultra series. Okay. Which include Ultra Q, mm-hmm. the Progenitor, Ultra Man, the Man. Right, and then Ultra Seven. Got it. I'm sure there's more. These are like really nice steelbook collections. Oh yeah. Come with their own booklets and everything. They're heavy. They yes. feel nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to watch them all. Yes. Are they films or they like series? It's a series. Oh, fun. A TV show. Love it. Okay. Okay. Now, if you're willing, I have a video to show you once this episode's finished. Okay. You're going to lose your mind over. Got it. But uh, with that being said, I think now's a good time to, uh, to say goodbye. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely time for us to wrap up this uh, mm-hmm. this episode. Um, yeah. I, we know, we know. Yeah, Don't yeah. Miss us. Yeah, yeah. Please, Hold your everyone, please. I need everyone to calm down. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you keep shambling around, you can start like this, cheering after make, we're gone. Yeah, it's fine. Right, right. Um, I hear the collective awe from all of you guys yeah, <laughs> right. as, we're, as we're wrapping up this. And may I say, we looked at some of the analytics. We got a lot of people from Virginia. Yeah. In Texas. Shout outs to yeah, right. You guys, whoever hey, you are. <laughs> I I love you guys. Um, you know, all over the place. Complete strangers. Yeah. Kudos. Uh, thank you for dealing with us. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate just it. Really sticking it out. I mean, just having fun with us. <laughs> just having a conversation with us. We'll we'll get better eventually. <laughs> I I think we got. I think we're getting better. Oh, I'm kidding. I I know. I know. Um, but anyways, um, with this being with that being said, uh, you can go to Linktree forward slash Ian Wolf to find all of our links, find out ways to reach out to us, or all the platforms you can listen to us on. Um. You know, just all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, give us a give us a listen. If you want to share it with somebody, you if know, you are so inclined. I, mean, I know this is not for everyone, but you know, give it a shot. You know, who knows? At least try. Yeah, at least try. <laughs> <laughs> all you can do is try. Right. And kill. Um. Anyways, until next time. Thank you so much for listening. See you. Bye. <laughs>